hello and welcome everybody to episode 19 of late arrivals we got the whole gang back this week we got chris back from buffalo connor back from omaha lou and i just lou and i just stayed at home yep and lou has no facial hair and no glasses and no glasses i don't know who this man is (laughs) he's starting off no shave november fresh yeah hey are you guys um doing no movember i kind of did the mustache all summer and i'm kind of over it i i can't i can't go just mustache i look creepy as hell man like i i mean so do i but i'm gonna do it this is about as long as mine gets so i'm just keeping it like you could kind of see it growing in a little bit I'll keep the beard going and trimming it up and stuff, but that's that's about it. If I go just mustache, I think Jenny would would dump me. Uh oh. <laughs> Look like a damn cop. Looking like a knock. Fucking knock. Like a knock. Well, even though it is November second, what'd you guys do for Halloween? Um, I was at the Sabres game. So that's about it. <laughs> I did uh I did all my Halloween celebrating on Saturday. I flew back from Omaha. Omaha. Landed at like three and then I had to get to a party in Long Beach at like seven. And uh I uh woke up feeling it. How how was <laughs> so, how was Omaha? Omaha was great. You know, I mean it was a quick turnaround. I was really, I was really only there for like a little over 48 hours, but good to see my cousins. We went out. In downtown Omaha to a couple cool bars. We went and saw Luke Combs on Friday. That was cool. He kicked ass. That was a great show. And uh, yeah, just a good little uh, good little trip. And then I'm back on the road again tomorrow. Heading out to Florida. Hello, Ryder. Connor's a busy bee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. After this next trip, I don't want to go anywhere for like three months. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Lou? What did you do? Um... Nothing. <laughs> Have the pumpkin. That was kind we of saw, okay. I saw the pumpkin. That's that yeah, yeah, yeah. I posted on the Black account. Yeah, that was a nice. That was nobody. A nice pumpkin. Nobody. Nobody posted their pumpkin. So, so that's not true. Carly did. Well, yeah, she did. Shout I didn't. I didn't do one. So. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I was going to, and then I forgot. I should have done. I should have done some with my cousins. They're younger, but I totally forgot. I didn't get what any trick or treaters this year. Yeah, there was nobody around Heather's neighborhood on Monday. It was weird. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what was up with that. Well, to stick in the spirit of uh, candy and Halloween and stuff, let's uh, let's start off hot with uh, what's most likely going to turn into an argument. <laughs> but we already kind of were talking about it on the timeline, but we got we to gotta go around and say our favorite halloween candy because it definitely was a hotly debated thing in the group chat too (laughs) i have like two mine's uh toblerone and uh twix twix is a solid choice yeah those are my go-tos i'm a whore for kit kats uh but, but twix is a strong number two i won't need anything else if I'm feeling frisky, I'll eat a Milky Way, but that's about it. Milky Way is the frisky Jake. I know this now. <laughs> um, mine goes to watermelon sour patch. 
or a Milky good choice way. or Milky Way. That's what I'm going with. I feel like you have to be in a certain mood for like sour candy. Like I love like sour and gummy candy, but I, I feel like I have to be in the right like mood to eat it. It's not something I could eat all the time, but the the watermelon sour patch are definitely like a, a top tier choice when it comes to gummy candy like that. I'm seeing I'm seeing a lot of love for Reese's in the uh in the chat. I've I don't I don't I don't get it. I've just I used I've to always really like they it. Were incredible. I've always thought they were just incredibly overrated. I used to like it a lot when I was younger, but they blow. It's like too much now. Just, I can't eat it. Just not. I love peanut butter for some reason. Peanut I, butter I love peanut butter and I love chocolate for some reason. I don't like them together. Lewis. Just, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Lewis. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say it's 10, 10 minutes into the pod. It's a new record of, of going, God damn it, Lou. When I when I posted the the candy thing on uh, on the Twitter account, I uh, saw a lot of people putting um what was it midnight Milky Way. Midnight Milky Ways are good. I've maybe had it once or twice, so I can't really. I don't really have they, an opinion. I don't know if they make it anymore, but uh, there is. I and I forget what it was called, but there was a Milky Way where it also had like a little bit of marshmallow in it. And it was, I vaguely was remember those fire. I I'm so sad I can like never find it anymore because I love those. But oh well, I'm yeah, look the, it up. On the topic of like Reese's and stuff, like I don't like Reese's peanut butter cups, but I I feel weird for liking like the Twix peanut butters because <laughs> I feel like it's the same thing just with the wafer inside. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just. The different peanut butter tastes maybe where i could tolerate one or the other but i don't know i'm not a huge reese's guy like i'll eat them if they're around but it's not my my go-to choice i like um i'm a big peanut m&m guy i don't like just the like regular m&ms i like the peanut yeah M&Ms. why are you making that face lou yeah lou's disgusted <laughs> with what i just said after he just said peanut butter is disgusting he has the gall to give me that face. <laughs> the gall. <laughs> the gall. I don't, the I don't gall. understand how peanut butter is disgusting. It's fucking like eating a fucking <laughs> rabbit ass. <laughs> that, that took a sec, but I was waiting for it. <laughs> you got it out. We're not even 15 minutes in. You got it out. <laughs> and rabbit a new, ass. And a new, a new animal this time. <laughs> <laughs> Don't don't ask Lewis how he knows these tastes. It's just it's just how he how he explains. I say worse things in the group chat. I'm not gonna repeat them here. You know how he rolls. It's our friend Lou rolls. Lou says he's from Northern California, but the way he talks and describes food, I feel like he grew up down south somewhere. Like he's <laughs> he always sounds like a little country bumpkin with his food. Yeah, taste. Lou, you don't. Yeah, Lou doesn't talk like he's from the Bay. He sure shit does not talk like it. <laughs> well, before we get into the news for the week, because there there is a lot a lot to talk about with the ducks over the last week. Uh, and finally, some positive things ish. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> times, <laughs> but we just want to thank everybody because last week was kind of a big week for us. We we're sitting at almost we're at fifty four followers now on Twitch, so we. 
notched another thing in our uh, our checklist of things to become affiliate on Twitch. Yas. Uh, we hit 500 followers on Twitter, which I I thought we had less followers. Honestly, I Did didn't you? know we were, I didn't know we were that high up. Um, yeah, being at 500 already is pretty good. Yeah, my yeah, my original right. goal was to at least get there by like Christmas. So, hey, we're hitting on on you know that same exceeded, vein. Exceeded expectations, Chris. Exceeded doinks. Expectations. We've doinks. uh we've hit five thousand downloads sooner than expected. And he said like yes. two two episodes sooner, or was it three? Um, it was three, three, yeah, three episodes. <clears throat> so, right. yeah, we. It, I don't think we can put it into words of how thankful we are that you know we get the support that we do because we do just come on here and babble about random shit half the time. Yeah, but we're we're thankful <laughs> that we we get the support every week, yep. and you know it wouldn't be it wouldn't be here without you guys. So yeah, yeah seriously, it's awesome. Yeah. I mean, we're very thank and we're we're very thankful for all the interaction that we're getting on, you know, especially the new interactions in the Twitch chat, the new interactions on Twitter in the discord and everything like that on all the social media. So a big yeah. thanks to that too. It's been a lot of fun. So we it's haven't been more fun. We haven't pinned a date for doing a stream for 5,000 downloads, but sounds like we're sort of in agreement to maybe all uh, get Lou to eat some toast again. No, I'm not doing that. Yeah. What? <laughs> let us know. Yeah, let us know in the Twitch chat or like in maybe on Twitter when you tweets. hear this. Yeah. Like, what would you guys want to see in, like, a special, like, I don't know, we'll do it on, like, a Sunday night or something like that. A special, like, what is it, 5,000 or 500? What? 5,000. 5,000. I'm like, what number are we celebrating? A bunch 5, of fives. 000. Yeah, a special, uh, a, a special uh, 5,000 listener episode. What uh, what sort of hell no, do you guys Jay want Matcher to see what do you want what do you want us to make lou eat what do you guys want me no. to do what should we make chris yell about i don't know d flow and d flow and jake said lou drinks coffee and shant said lou has to eat peanut butter lou eats to need lou needs to drink a cup of black coffee two pieces of cane's toast an entire bag of reese's minis I think you all need to mind your own business. That's what I think. <laughs> we can just have Lou smear peanut butter on Kane's toast and and drink coffee with it. Jake, should I should I pull a Felix and uh, and this is for Jake Rudolph in the chat? Uh, Jake, should I pull a Felix and do uh, and do that stream without a shirt on? Uh, <laughs> hey, y'all can just get completely wasted. Yeah, take everybody to the gun show. We uh hot tub string? Hot tub. <laughs> All right, tattoo tour. <laughs> oh again, thank you guys for all the support. Um but yeah, let's uh let's get into some ducks news because like I said, there's there's a lot of shit to talk about. There so since the last since the last time we recorded the ducks kind of Continued skidding down down the road. Um, didn't help that they had to play both the Lightning and the Golden Knights consecutively, but Boy. they kind of kind of salvaged the uh, the week with uh, two two overtime wins. Still no uh, regulation wins still, for the Ducks, no but you know <laughs> this is the season of vibes. So let's, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. who cares? Wins are wins. 
I mean, they're they're winning in the overtime. Okay, the overtime winning against the Leafs. I was uh, at my aunt's house. They had the Bills on. So, you know, we're watching Bills Sunday Night Football, and I got the, the Ducks game on my iPad with no sound. <laughs> and I'm watching it, and Zegras getting the game winner. I, like, almost fell off the, the chair at the dining room table. It was amazing. <laughs> it's a beautiful goal. Before we get ahead and talking about that, uh, the Ducks Lightning game, I, I watched the tail end of it. It wasn't as bad as it seemed, but I'm playing Tampa Bay and kind of where we were at at that point of the streak was it's a little rough because it was a tightly contested game, but the the Hagel goal to go ahead was kind of rough to watch because, yeah, you know, I, I think we're beating a dead horse saying that you know, the Ducks aren't getting saves and the goaltending needs to be better, but it just was, that one was, was frustrating. Um, but again, playing a team like the lightning, we all were saying it's either going to be a blowout or it was going to be a tighter game like that. So I'll take a tighter loss against a team like that. That's, you know, they were back to back cup champs just two seasons ago. Like, yeah, you yeah. can't really complain about competing against a team like that. Yeah, and I, I got to watch, I think, the first two periods. So when I left, it was all fine and dandy. And then I'm at the airport, and I see Hagel score and then the empty netter, of course. So I, mi- I missed how, how it ended like that. I don't, I, don't, even, I don't remember seeing the goal. I don't think I watched the highlight because I was kind of annoyed. But, but yeah, what can you do? So, don't blame you know, you. Yeah, I mean it's it's the lightning. I, like you said, at least they were in the game, and yeah. you know, Zegers looked pretty good that night, which is nice. And yeah, it was definitely, it was definitely one of, if not the best games that we had played this season so far, just in terms of like an all around team effort. You know, I, I know we still talk about you know there's still issues on special teams and still issues on the blue line and stuff like that, but I mean, you know, I. I know we'll touch on the other part of this here in a bit, but you know, in that game, you have guys like Jamie Drysdale really shining. Um, you know, you have the you have the top two lines, you know, continuing to show that they can that they can put points on the board and stuff like that. Um, you know, it was it, it it was one of the games so far where it's like, yeah, you know, you kind of uh, on paper the result doesn't look great, um, but if you would watch the game, you know, it's it's. Um, it was definitely a step in the right direction of what some of us potentially thought this team could be. Um, yeah, it's a game with positive takeaways. Right. Yeah, which which was going to be high octane. You know, a lot of a lot of a lot of transition game. You know, picking a lot of pucks out of our own net as well, but putting a lot of pucks in the back of the net as well. And I mean, you know, to take a team that had just gone to the Stanley Cup final three times in a row, you know, pretty much down to the wire and put up a good fight for you know almost a full sixty minutes. I mean, I mean, I thought. That was a win in of itself for this for this team for that game. So mm-hmm. I was I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't too upset with that at all. I think they actually killed uh, a lightning power play in that game, didn't they? <laughs> I, I believe they did. Yeah, I think they killed at least one. I'm like, wow, that that got me going. So we Good. take the positives from that game, and then we <laughs> go into Friday against Vegas. And yeah. I'm glad that I fuck it all up. <laughs> I'm glad that I chose to. I told myself I wasn't going to watch the game, and then I watched the game anyways. Mm. Um, but 
you know, it just was it's a very frustrating game to watch. You know, you lose Jamie Drysdale to injury, which from the second it happened, like when they showed him skating off and his arm was dangling. I I was I, like, Jesus. yeah, that's that's not good. Like, yeah, I was. You just you just knew, um, and you just have a really shitty time not scoring uh, after games where you're at least putting up a fight it just it, it was it was frustrating to watch and it doesn't help that we were already kind of in that skid and then you lose a player like Jamie Drysdale in that game it's yeah it felt like rock bottom <laughs> at the <laughs> at the start here um yeah yeah it might be a little little too dramatic there saying that but at the same time like it really felt like that point of like, God damn it. Like we're, we're here again. Like, come on. Yeah. And actually the ducks actually outshot the Knights. And, and that was, that was annoying. I think that's <laughs> one of the things that made it very frustrating mm-hmm. um, because it was just like everything they were getting on net was being saved and credit to Logan Thompson. Like he played a killer game, but it just was like every opportunity they got was either just right, right in the glove, or Thompson's making you know, an incredible save on something. It's just like, God damn, like fucking let one in. Yeah. It just, it seems like it doesn't matter who's in goal when we play the Knights. They could literally just pick someone up off the Vegas strip who just got out of some club. Be like, dude, we need you. Like, follow us. And they just throw them in net and the Ducks get blanked or we get one weird goal that's like an own goal or something. It's just, yeah. I hate playing. I hate watching games against the Knights, dude. They're so frustrating. Yeah, yeah. That Vegas game, I um, that's when I was at the concert in Omaha, so I did. I did not see any of that. So, like, I I was not looking on Twitter at all. I just noticed throughout the night that we had lost four to nothing, and I was like, oh, okay, all right, back to my drinks. Um, um so i didn't i didn't find out about the drysdale injury or that he had gotten injured until the next morning and so i didn't i didn't i didn't really even see anything of it until they um you know um until i saw a few replays on twitter and stuff like that and yeah i mean i mean you know it's a it's a it's just a nothing hit you know it's not really like one of those things where it's like oh it was unnecessary or it was you know it was out of line like you know i mean guy's just yeah. finishing his check you know as jamie passes a puck it looked nothing and like he didn't even like really finish his check either you know i think i think it was just kind of awkward placement of where his shoulder was and yeah i mean you could i saw people like that were maybe like oh i can't believe that the injury ended up being as bad as it was but it's like i mean if you see the video like he literally is not like he cannot like his arm is like flopping down he was like, missing not, an like, arm yeah it's like <laughs> It was kind of written in the stars once you saw that and once you saw him kind of dangling his arm that this was probably not going to be a good result. And it was not. It was not. So, yeah, yeah Jamie. Four, four to six months? Yeah. Yep. Jamie Drysdale, torn labrum, out four to six months. And, I mean, you know, we <laughs> had our, you know, we already knew that this Ducks defense was suspect at best. And it's just a, a blow that, this decor absolutely did not need and for it to be somebody like drysdale who especially this year was supposed to be a year that he was going to be taking big and adequate steps forward forward in his development you know maybe some sort of a breakout year and Mm -hmm. it's just and it just really sucks to see and you really feel for the kid because i mean you know the first nine 
you know, seven, eight, nine games, then, you know, it looked like he was going down that road and it looked like he was poised to have a really good season. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I'd say he's been, I'd say he had been the Ducks best defenseman so far, but you know, now, you know, we're, we're, we're in a hole where, you know, the D depth is really going to be tested or, you know, whatever semblance of a, of a defenseman <laughs> depth you guys want to think we have right now, but you know, we're down. I mean, now we're down a right shot defenseman until at least February at the best case scenario, worst case scenario. This is a season ending injury for him and we see him next year. So it'll be, it'll be really curious to see kind of what happens, how Aikens and Verbeek kind of shift things around who we see, you know, I wonder, you know, how soon we see a Drew Hellison call up, you know, get that right shot over here, you know, just kind of see what we have, you know, I'd assume maybe somebody like Ole Ulevi would be one of the first ones to get called up. You know, just somebody yeah. who has that experience. I'm not sure if we'll see Drew Hellison in a matter of weeks. I feel like that might be something, you know, maybe a, a month or two down, a month or two down the road just to kind of see what we have. You know, Axel Anderson's another name that we could maybe see who's another right shot defenseman down there in San Diego. So um, Axel. You know, hindsight's 2020. You know, you kind of maybe think that if we had kept Olin Zellweger up for a nine game look, I mean, we're at I think we just played our ninth game, so that would have been perfect timing in terms of like, you know, okay, we just lost one of our big offensive contributors. And if we had a Nolan Zellweger here, that makes it maybe a little less painful and it gives you all the more reason to maybe, you know, kind of give him some more minutes and see what he has for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, now now we're kind of stuck. You know, it, it it's going to be tested for sure. Um, you know, I'm sure we'll see a lot of, a lot of swapping with that seventh and eighth D, you know, between um, – you know, between Anaheim and San Diego, but um, yeah, it just, I mean, at the end of the day, you just, you just feel for the kid. Cause you know, that, you know, it sucks for him, <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, it, not being able to, to say, play needless to say, I mean, you know, shit, same thing happened to Max Jones last year. You know, I think it was just a couple games in, you know, he had a four to six month injury and yeah, um, you know, I know, I know it was a little bit um, of a different injury. I, I know he had a torn pec um, and he just ended up missing the rest of the season. So, I mean, you know, you hope Drysdale makes a quick recovery and he's able to get back by February and, you know, get get the last month or two of the season under his belt, um, you know, to go to go positively into next year. But, um, yeah, it's just it's it's like the last thing that this defense needed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Well, thank God Dallas Eakins was thinking ahead of time and did 11-7 that game. <laughs> I think that's what pissed me off most was like he got hurt and it was just like, oh, so fucking Dallas's dumbass idea of doing 11-7 pays off because now you're down a yeah. defenseman and now you have six. Right. Yeah. yeah. And and uh, Jake Rudolph just pointed out in the chat that uh, Ole Olevi has um, the most games he's played in an NHL season has been 23. And that was two years ago. So, yes, he does have a uh, he does have NHL experience, but it's not a whole lot you know, compared to somebody like a Drew Hellison or an Axel Anderson that's really got nothing. Yeah. Um, you know, I I would just still maybe think that if they were to call somebody up, he'd be first in line just because, you know, we know how Verbeek has kind of worked in terms of like, you know, kind of waiting just a little bit to, uh, to you know, give the young guys a little bit more time. So, um, but I mean, I mean, that's a very good point by Jake too. You know, I mean, that could, Verbeek could just surprise us and, be like, hey, let's just kind of start seeing what we have in Hellison right away. And I'd be, I'd be all for it. I'd love to see it. I'd love to just start letting, um, or you know, I I would love for us to just kind of start seeing, you know, kind of what we have in some of these young guys that are available for us in San Diego. So, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, it'll be interesting to see kind of how we navigate this. Um, 
and you know how we can deal with injuries going forward on the blue line yeah and i saw i saw there was something um i don't remember who asked it or where i saw it um there's somebody may have texted me this question but they were like okay so does this now impact what oh i think i think i think ryan asked it um our good buddy ryan shout out ryan um in the, in, the in our twitter group chat asked uh you know he was like do you guys think that this impacts what happens with klingberg um at the deadline and personally i don't think that re- i don't think it changes much um you know wow. especially if we're not r- really close to a playoff spot i still think regardless of jamie being here and regardless or regardless of jamie not being available um and regardless of us maybe you know still um you know missing our right shot defenseman i still think if we're not at, at anywhere close to pushing for a wild card spot. And I mean, even if we are pushing for a wild card spot, I still think Klingberg is going to get dealt at the deadline, no matter what I'd be, I'd be positive to put some more, I'd be positive to put some money on it. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't think it's going to impact what happens with John Klingberg at the deadline, just off an initial reaction. I mean, you know, we'll obviously see what happens these next few months as the season kind of, you know, goes on and gets more legs underneath it. But um, yeah, just, just, food for thought on that you know not sure what you guys kind of think but yeah i honestly feel the same i don't think that i don't think it means anything towards that at all but like you said we'll see well moving on to the uh canadian national crisis that was uh (laughs) the leafs lost to the ducks the ducks snapped the skid with the overtime win like chris said trevor zegris with the overtime winner on a and a hilarious quote afterwards of the fact that the shot that he took that became the game-winning goal was done with his eyes closed. <laughs> um, I was. Zegers is him. He is him. He is him. And it was kind of crazy just how he, you know, just in that entire third period, and um, you know that overtime period as well. It was, it was really just amazing to see just how he's able to take over a game like that, you know, when, yeah. he, when he can and when he's able to, you know, I mean, I mean, he was all over the place, you know, with the, um, you know, the first goal, he just springs in between two defensemen for a breakaway and just. Oh my God. Pulls he that, made that look so easy. Pulls that, pulls that move that he's always working on in warmups. Like just yeah. like it was nothing like it, like he was doing it with his eyes closed. Yeah. And then he got, and then he goes and scores an overtime goal on a shot that he said he did with his eyes closed to boot. So yeah. yeah he it was, was like at the end of a just, shift. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's just, it's just so nice. And it, it's, this has been talked about with Trevor Zegers ad nauseum the last two years, but it's just amazing to finally have a guy to bring that dynamic value to this roster. You yeah. know, that, that can do it in so many different ways that can do it, um, you know, just like he can. It's, it's, it's really promising going forward. And, you know, and then, and then on the flip side, you know, got, you have guys like Troy Terry that are starting to click with him too. And then Adam Henry, Adam Henrique's clicking as well. You know, I look, I know Henrique in that sense is the elder statesman, but um, yeah, you know, it's good. It's, it's really good to see that the guys you were looking for to produce and have your top offensive numbers are still doing that. Even in a situation where, you know, the bottom six and your defensemen, as it's been for the Ducks, are not really necessarily backing, backing them up. You know <laughs> what I mean? So not providing them a whole lot of support. So it's positive to see. It's it's good and it's reassuring to see that they're still able to do that and contribute in the ways that they can, even when they're not getting a lot of help from, you know, the guys below them in the lineup. So yeah, and I don't know who um who was all over Zegers. I don't know what Leafs player that was, but for him to be able to fend that guy off and then just still like, was... snipe it top corner was just I think ridiculous. they said was it, it was 
it was, it was Kerfoot. I thought they said it was it Kerfoot. Was Kerfoot. It, it was Kerfoot. I think Hole oh, was okay. like fishing. I think Hole cleared out to go uh to go try to cover Fowler, but okay. yeah, it was it was Kerfoot. Ooh. Yeah, but it was it was good to see. And and I mean credit to you know an area, especially last year, that you know that we think Trevor Zegers needed some help in was you know his his overall strength. I mean, you know, for him to just be able to stick his leg out and 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 uphold a player that's a little bit bigger than him and just drive to the net and, and still get a full a full shot off and roof it. Yeah. I mean, I mean that shows that he's worked on his strength a little bit. And that's yeah. And that's something that's great to see from him. So yeah, I was I was in line for merch at the Twin Temple show when the Vetrano goal was scored and then called back. Anti-Italian so, anti-Italian discrimination. <laughs> <laughs> so I was I was sitting the whole time like fuck this got disallowed. So now they're gonna lose. And then by the time we got merch and walked in to to stand on the floor, um they they Zegra scored to win it and I was just sitting watching the replay and you know like all like scrunched up with people <laughs> around me just like oh yeah. shit cool he scored <laughs> uh but like I said it it was almost like a national emergency in Toronto um I love it every reporter was calling the team out and it turned it comes out that they benched Marner because Marner was on the ice for two goals I think I believe so. Is what yeah. they said. And how he kind of threw a tantrum going down the tunnel, <laughs> smashing a stick. Um yeah. we've had a few wins like that in the last couple seasons where we've beat teams that we should have just gotten shit kicked by, and it just sparks, you know, a gigantic, you know, think piece of does this team deserve to be cup contenders? Yeah. They lost to the Ducks. What is the, what does this say about them? <laughs> so it just makes it even greater that it was against the Leafs because oh their God, media yeah. is already so like ravenous and just cutthroat past, when it comes past, to them. Yeah, the past couple of years, the Ducks have been the team where where if we beat an opponent that we probably didn't really have much business beating. It's always the did the Ducks just get insert coach here fired? Like we're, yeah. always, we're always we're always that team. Hey, some sometimes it's nice being the being the villain and uh yeah. ruining the fun for everybody else. I, I like earlier in the in that game against the Leafs, I forgot who tweeted it out, but it's when Toronto went up three one and someone's like, Oh, maybe what the Leafs needed was to play the Anaheim Ducks or or whatever. I and saw then, I saw that tweet too. It was like yeah. <laughs> this Anaheim Ducks team is exactly what the Leafs need. Yeah, that's what it was. Like that. Yeah. Now that was a little early. And then yep. all of a sudden they come back and tie it and win the game. And then he just got roasted at the end of the game. Just everyone yeah, like I got, I got ratioed to hell. Yeah. Well, he, he posted afterward and said, Well, I guess you can swap the two team names. Congrats, Ducks. And, <laughs> and Sergio was the first two tweets underneath. And one was from like an hour prior and it said, Way to waggle your dick early. <laughs> and then the one after was like 20 minutes from like the time I was looking at it. It was just Lamau, all caps. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was great i love when wow. stuff like that happens like against the leafs that's just it's just great. just the panic button <laughs> that gets slapped like it's just so it's it's so entertaining well because then the conversation becomes should they fire keith yep. everybody's saying trade marner then it turns into oh well, if things don't turn around austin matthews isn't gonna want to sign when his contract's up it's like yeah yeah, you lost to the Ducks, and I'd be embarrassed too. But Jesus Christ, like, I mean, they lost to the Coyotes. What, like a week ago, two weeks ago? Yeah, 
it's, I mean, no, it's it's like this shit happens. It's yeah. the NHL. Like you're gonna lose to bad teams sometimes. Yeah. I see. <sighs> well, the Ducks carried the momentum into last night, which was an absolute fucking shit show of a game. <laughs> I love that game. But it was it was fun. It was kind it of was, frustrating, but it was fun. It was a shit show, but it was entertaining as hell to watch. Like yeah. By the time it got to the shootout, I I was so invested in it that I wanted them to win. <laughs> but at the same time, I was like, why why am I, you know, this nervous for a game against San Jose when we're, you know, thirtieth in the league or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> at you know at this current moment, but I mean, a game with an own goal and a hat trick given up to a defenseman on the other team and somehow still pulling out a win. Yeah. Just, I, I can't even explain it. How many teams, how many teams can give up a hat trick in one game and also snipe on their own goalie, but still win the game. <laughs> it just. Silverberg, Silverberg still got it. Yeah, man. That was a, that was a shot. Sick shot. Best shot <laughs> all year. Ooh, uh, Silverberg. Yeah. It's been his best shot. Or what did you take? What did you tweet? You were like, uh, Oh, Silverberg. No, but ooh, ooh, ugh, Silverberg. Ooh, ugh, Silverberg. <laughs> but it, it's nice to have a win streak for now. I don't know how, how much longer that's going to last, but yeah. Hey, we get Vancouver and the Sharks again for the next couple games, and then we get like Minnesota and Florida. So, ouch. <laughs> but <The> league <laughs> better watch out. League better watch out. Ducks have won two in yeah. a row. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> From what I understand, Reverse Retro debuted this Sunday. Yes, first Against game. Florida? Panthers, Florida. Against Florida. Yeah. Yep. I mean, would be would be super cool if the if the Panthers were there since ours are white I don't and think they're they are. Like, you know, kind of a solid color. No, no, I know, I I know they're not. I just I think that's a missed opportunity. That would be that would be that would be a jersey matchup. That would be fucking great. That'd be really that'd be really nice. I, I'd love to see that. My my one and two favorites. Going head to head, oh, yeah, I love that. Nice. I love that. But yeah, oh, that um. By the, way, by the way, did you guys see how good those Vancouver ones looked yesterday? Fuck you if you disagreed with me. That just the the, the, the whole the whole thing doesn't look good together. What? I'm sorry. Why? Why? I've 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 yet to be given a reasonable explanation other than just, I just hate doesn't. It. it just looks cluttered. The logos it's basically their AHL team uniform. Yeah, that too. Like they're just Who taking cares? their AHL oh teams logo. Now like we're just now, now we're just splitting hairs. Good jersey. It's good jersey. <laughs> but uh, I was just gonna say how terrible the goaltending was last night. Um, it was all bad. Stolars awful. That was one of the Back first games in a long time where every time either team came down the ice, I felt like it was in. going in that. <laughs> like it was going in. Like they could easily just like flip it up in the air and have it bounce, and it was gonna find its way into the net. Like it was the weirdest game so far this season but i'm glad the ducks somehow pulled it out and the shootout was uh was 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 yeah. different <laughs> adam henrique goal was yeah henrique oh my filthy. god adam henrique yeah just like threw three sharks defensemen and then made the goalie look stupid and then the very next goal that scored is timo meyer getting tripped getting back <laughs> to his feet and shooting it high you know high blocker yep. on stolars and it's like what oh, the fuck man yeah. like i can't i can't even 
I can't even celebrate for like 10 seconds. Seriously. Because then the same thing happened later. You know, uh, yeah. Comtois scores and then the fucking own goal happens. And it's yeah, just that was like, like, come 20, on. I what think the they hell? said that was like 20 seconds after the Comtois goal. It was like, okay. That game was just that game was just like the encapsulation of for every reaction, there's an equal and positive. There's a, there's a, there's a negative and positive reaction or whatever it is. It's just like, oh, it is something good, which means in 30 seconds it's getting reversed. Like, awesome. But it was just like but every Frank, uh, Frank, that thing's Dalian Patrano, uh, <laughs> finally got a goal again that was not called back. So, Frank Gabagool Patrano. Frankie. But like, you're you're saying the goaltending being horrendous. Like every every puck that hit Kakanen felt like it was gonna go in, and then yeah. any shot that was anywhere near Stolarz's arms felt like they're gonna go in. Yeah, yeah. It's like oh, they're coming down the ice. Oh wait, Stolarz is facing the opposite direction. I don't... Oh, and then and then his fucking skate breaks, and the steel comes out again. And it's yeah. just like, dude, get some like change it up. Like, I'm very holy happy shit. that. I'm very happy that we saw the goalie shuffle that I was talking about literally just a few weeks ago <laughs> on the podcast. We got to see it live from Stolars. <laughs> what the fuck, Ryan? <laughs> what did Ryan do? You'll see later. Oh, geez. Oh, Jesus Christ. Is it in the Twitter chat? I'll send it to the chat. Yeah, Garrett. Garrett makes a good point of the defense just looked like they didn't know where they need to be. And I kind of feel like that's a consistent problem. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's just kind of this defensive court. I mean, <laughs> a lot of, a whole lot of gas and non-existent breaks. Yep. Well, like you had the, the game tying and the hat trick goal. Like I'm pretty sure Kevin Shattenkirk was facing Stolars. Yeah. And I think part of that was he was bitching at the ref, and that's why he got kicked. Well, that's why he got kicked out. But, yeah. like, I think the reason. You know, I, will say, I will say Shattenkirk getting kicked out. Got to give him some credit here. That was his best play of the year, was taking himself off of the ice <laughs> so he could not play anymore. A-plus veteran move by Kevin Shattenkirk <laughs> right there. But it was like I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Jake's gonna like that one off of, off of his last comment. <laughs> Just took himself right out of the game. It so takes, it takes. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a Kurt Maga Suzuki move right there. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I was just like, that one went in. I was kind of like, eh, that was expected. And just to see him facing the goalie, it's like, dude, what the what the fuck is going on? Like, come on. Yeah. But I I I don't even want to go into the shootout because what's what more is there to say than Kakanen just can't stop pucks and you got undressed that, back that, to back that, attempts. Was it really on Kakanen though? Because I mean, at least Zegers' move. I don't know how many people are stopping that one. Like, yeah, yeah. I, but I when don't you even know if that's on Kakanen per se, to be honest, you know, like when you show your ass like that on the first move and get get it done to you a second time from like the opposite side of the ice. I, yeah. I mean, I I kind of feel that's on the goalie because like you fell for it twice. Yeah. I'd say it's definitely on on Kakanen a little bit more on the Terry one because if you look back at it Terry didn't even get like all of the puck when he shot it nope. he kind of like no. he kind of like he kind of like fluffed the shot but it just still went yeah it went right like, past it, him, so. he just made him look so so bad that was nasty <laughs> Garrett says the Shattenkirk thing is comparable to Rizel Iglesias throwing sunflower seeds on the field so we can't blow another save <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, Appa, uh, that Facebook article you read must have been part of the ESPN broadcast last night. Cause... Yeah, because Leah Hextall said the Ducks lost too, and that's all I'm going to say. Well, she didn't say they lost, but she was under the impression you know, that we were know, losing you know, the shootout, which yeah. that yeah. was a little jarring because admittedly there's <sighs> some times in the last year where the game is like kind of background noise to my Instagram and Twitter scrolling. Mm-hmm. And she said that, and I was just like, "What?" Like I had to look up because I was confused. <laughs> I was like, "Did I miss something? Like, is the it's the TV behind?" No, I literally no. no, like I literally like it had me second guessing myself. I'm like, they're down by two. Like literally, <laughs> as Carlson is like approaching the puck. It, it was so weird because she said it as he picked up the puck, and I felt like I was sitting there thinking about it for like. 45 seconds before like he eventually scored it i'm like what the f-? i'm like i'm like yeah what i'm like did i miss something i'm like is the scoreboard wrong i'm like what I'm like am i high yeah i was a little i was a little confused i had to think back at what just happened like five minutes prior i'm like, <laughs> I was what, like was up with, what was up with san jose fans throwing their hats on the ice like two minutes after eric carlson got his hat trick yeah, well i don't know that, that was delayed wasn't it to be fair lou there there was maybe like 15 people in the whole arena last night so it took some time to get him from the top the top deck down to the ice there's also there's also the possibility that the arena announcer announced it and then it got corrected well i don't was it was it was it not like a tip-in i don't i didn't didn't really see the goal i think they had a weird deflection or a tip-in or something i think they had trouble figuring out if it was actually his goal or not yeah so that makes sense i mean they did it to him with obvious with his second goal of the game so it makes sense that they're double triple checking that they got the the right <laughs> ruling but oppa oppa says why are people trying to gaslight our wins <laughs> <laughs> gaslighting uh, is a huge problem in today's relationships oppa ducks are just falling victim to it i don't know what to say yeah, we're kind of the same opinion, Johnny. Like he says that he normally likes her, but it's usually because she's between the benches. Like we, we've said it on prior episodes. Like yeah, when she's in thought. an environment that's not having to drive the play, it's a little bit easier. Not to, I wouldn't say to tolerate her because at the end of the day, like she at least is knowledgeable in most aspects of the game and. The fuck-ups tend to be, I mean, they tend to be egregious, but it's not anything that's going to really be more than a just like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> yeah. But it is a little bit easier when she's in the, you know, like the, she was on the broadcast for the Coyotes-Jets game at Mullet Arena, and she did a fine job because she wasn't the one that was having to carry the conversation. I mean, they had her running around with the mullet on and stuff, but like, I totally miss that. Um, oh, Christ. You know, when she doesn't have to be in the booth, it definitely, definitely is a better time. But yeah. We, we won't get into that because we've touched it a couple of times. And I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, that's kind of life with this TV deal. Like, she's just going to be a part of games and, you know, hopefully this season kind of works as a season for her to get better at it. Cause again, like she legitimately does a good job when she's in the right environment. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. 
Well, getting into some prospect news, uh, we had a prospect that was named Defenseman of the Month of the OHL, Connor's boy, Pavel Minchikov. Minty Fresh. Minty Eight, Fresh. 18 yeah, and, points I mean, yeah. in 13 games played. Yeah, I mean, to no, to no shock at all getting, getting that Defenseman of the Month award. I mean, it was... I mean, it was it was said at the start of the year by a lot that you know. I mean, I mean, he's probably the best OHL defenseman this year. Probably going to be the most fun to watch. I mean, it's it's pretty it's pretty telling of our defensive corpse when we probably have the two best defensemen in the entire CHL <laughs> yeah. playing this year in Olin Zellweger and Pavel Minchikov. Um, you know, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's it's he's just so fun to watch, man, Minchikov. Like I know, I know, I. We've gushed about Zellweger a lot. Everybody talks about Zellweger, you know, not to not to like take anything away from him, but I just I just love watching Minchikov personally a lot, just because he's just so fearless in the way he activates. And it's like it's almost like he plays like he's kind of just like an extra forward. And I know, and I know against a bit lesser competition and in the OHL, you know, in the Canadian Hockey League, he can get away with that a little bit more. And when he gets to the NHL, that's gonna have to be dialed back a little bit in favor of you know a little bit more conserved conservativeness in his defensive game um but man it's just it's just a treat it's just going to be so fun this de- this defensive corpse i mean you know of course certain guys are going to you know there's going to be some interchange you know between now and you know four or five years from now when when you know these guys are starting to be you know consistent nhlers um but yeah, just I just I just love watching Pavel Minchikov, man. He's so he's so fun to watch. If you guys ever just find yourself on a random Tuesday late afternoon, early evening, just we try to see if the Saginaw Spirit or if the Everett Silver Tips are playing. Just find a stream somewhere. Just watch them. <laughs> yeah. Or just or just or just go go to Cam Robinson's uh Cam Robinson's Twitter account and just type in Minchikov in his tweets or type in yeah. Zellweger in his tweets. He's always tweeting about him. You'll find the highlights right there. I mean, between Minchikov, you know, seemingly scoring every game that he plays and Owens, Olin Zellweger uh, doing the same, but also skating circles around everybody, it's <laughs> it's uh, it's a sight to see for sure. It sure is, man. Just it, they're just making like, it look just too seeing the highlights. Yeah, like they're they're making it look too easy, and mm-hmm. that's a good problem to have. But at the same time, like. You watch it and it's like, it's just unfair. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, you know, like Connor said, it's just, it's a sight to see. And it's, it's nice knowing that he's ours. Uh, Elite Prospects paces him at 94 points on the season. They have him at 31 goals and 63 assists as a defenseman. From the in, uh, back line on like a not great Saginaw Spirit team, like yeah, that kid's legit. He's gonna be a lot of fun. <laughs> He's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, before we get into the rest of goings on around the league, uh, we're gonna name our three stars, and mine's gonna be the same as the first week we did it, just because they're the only ones doing anything really. Um, I'm going to give number three. I'm actually going to give it to to two people. They're going to split it. I'm going to save uh, Frank Vetrano and uh, Adam Henrique because Henrique's been uh, heating up a little bit. He looked really good last night and 
Yes, it was against the Sharks, but still, he looked really good. Yeah. Um, I'd put Troy Terry in number two because he's just keeping up the pace and seeming. It seems like every game he's setting Zegers up for something crazy. And at one, I'll put Zegers because, I mean, him and him and Terry clicking together is to me should have been done last year. But we we've talked about how Dallas figures these things out after the fact, after it's been a little too late, but better late yeah. than never. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, my give... three. Oh, go ahead. Oh, Chris, go... No, Chris, go first. Uh, I was just going to say, uh, we don't have to waste any time with mine because they're exactly the same. I'll, I'll give it to Henrique, the third star to Henrique though, like solely him. And then it's, it's uh, Terry Zegers. Cause I mean, Zegers had like three goals in these four games that we've talked about. Yeah. And uh, one of them being a game winner. Um, I don't know. He's just, he's, you know, like we talked about on uh, the Leafs game, how he's just, he's starting to get even more comfortable if that's even possible. And he's like able to take over a game. And when he's able to, to get into that zone and take over, he's so much fun to watch and he's almost impossible to stop. So I don't, there's no reason to change the three stars. there. <laughs> Like you said, they're the only ones doing anything. Like it's just it's those those three. But yeah, go ahead, Connor. So mine mine are a little bit different. I have one similar one. Um my third star, I'm actually gonna give to John Gibson. Just because I thought mm-hmm. when he's played in the last four games, you know, yeah, the four nothing, whatever. I don't really think that was too much of his fault. Yeah. But um the lightning game and the Toronto game, I thought he played extremely, extremely well and um, you know, a lot a lot uh a lot better than the first two weeks of the season i will say mm-hmm. um you know he was making a lot of saves and stood on his head for sure um and then number two i'm actually just because i feel so bad for him and he had just been playing so fucking well i'm gonna give it to jamie drysdale okay. just because of how of how good he looked in the toronto game um or no i'm sorry of how good he looked in the tampa game and the couple games prior so a little a little bit of a a, a little bit of a feel good uh, nomination for Jamie there. Hope you get well. Well, Jamie. my son. Uh, I was gonna say in memoriam, but he didn't die. <laughs> he's he's up there with Eloy Jimenez and Hernandez. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and then number one, come on, he's him, Trevor's ears. Like Trevor, come on, team. Greg Jennings, put the team on my back. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Christ! You have three stars for the week, Lou. Oh no, Darren Chopper. Troy Terry, Troy Terry for the third star. Trevor Zegers for the second star, and myself for the first star for going to Kings today and eating a piece of their toast as <laughs> I said I would to get a win. That you is know. true. You are a man of your word, and that was a uh, word. I mean, that that was very I first star see, of you. Uh, the rest of you uh, saying you're going to do something you don't want to do for a duck win. I have ducks dedication. Dedication. Ducks Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Well, in the notes, I put that the lame duck of the week was just the whole damn team because there was a point there when I was putting notes down after the Vegas game where I was I was mad, so... I'm about to say the ducks, goalie skates. I think I think the lame duck of the week should like 
if they still haven't done anything good, they should still carry over week to week until they get ousted <laughs> by somebody worse. So for me, it is still Kevin Shattenkirk. <laughs> he is still Kevin Shattenkirk and Nathan Beaulieu, or um, they are both co-lame ducks of the week. And until they prove that, until they prove otherwise, they will they will hold that uh, they will hold that title belt. Okay. Yep. They it's get, like the, it's they like get, the three they star the, leaderboard. They get yeah. the dunce. They get the dunce hat. <laughs> it's like every season when like Gibby's the one getting the three star nominations and the broadcast is like, oh, and yeah, John Gibson sits alone at the top. This time it's just <laughs> Connor going, yep, they're still there, still suck ass. <laughs> <laughs> You have a different one, Chris. Uh, actually, no. <laughs> it's, it's, it's still, still Shattenkirk for now. How about you, Lou? Who who pissed you off this week? Uh, <laughs> who didn't? Um, all all of us. With I'll our say uh, Dallas Akins for playing basic McTavish for seven minutes last night. No, but I will say, even even though he did only get seven minutes. I you gotta think it's gonna improve if he sticks with it. Great to see McTavish finally being put at yeah, center. At least, at least, at least oh, he yeah. did that. Steps in the right, steps in the right direction. I said it a million times leading up to the season. Had no problem with him starting the season on the wing as long as he was getting top six minutes. That Strom, that line he had been on with Strom for these last two weeks, the first couple of weeks of the season, wasn't really working. So Dallas Higgins finally makes changes. And where I just would have thought he would have just thrown him on the wing in the bottom six. No, he actually makes a change that would be good for his development and puts him as the fourth line center. Mm-hmm. Would like to see him playing third line center, but it's a start and it's a push in the right direction. You know, I had said it in the entire lead up to the season. If he is going to be in the bottom six, then he needs to be playing center, his natural yeah. position where he will yep. be playing for the remainder of his career. So, um, you know, I know, I know we do play in Vancouver tomorrow. Would like to see those minutes bumped up a little bit from him getting, um, um, you know, with him getting center minutes. Um, you know, I mean, I'm, I guess I'm willing to write off that San Jose game as just kind of an anomaly just because of how fucking weird and unpredictable <laughs> that game was. So yeah. maybe he just wasn't super comfortable throwing that line out there. I mean, he's not playing with the best line mates, but he's still playing center. He needs to get used to playing that position mm-hmm. in the NHL level against men. So against the men. Yeah. yeah so I let's hope. just let's just hope that let's just hope that uh that his minutes get bumped up a little bit. And maybe we can finally see a Zegers one C, Strom two C, McTavish three C, and Lundestrom four C where he belongs. Yeah. So. Before yeah, we I'm, move I'm into should... oh, go ahead, Chris. I'm, I was just gonna say I'm interested to see how they play uh tomorrow against the Canucks, just because it's a team that you know they're struggling this year and the ducks. I know it's only a two-game win streak, but maybe they got some momentum going here. They're they're happy. They're scoring goals, and maybe they can kind of take advantage of a Canucks team that's really struggling. So it'd be kind of interesting to see how they how they look tomorrow night. Chris, what you're forgetting here is this is an Anaheim sports team we're talking about. What we do <laughs> in Anaheim Sportsland is beat the teams we shouldn't, and then get embarrassed <laughs> by the team by the teams we should beat. So now that we beat Toronto, okay, yeah. We will be losing five to nothing tomorrow in Vancouver. Just going to negate the whole Toronto game. I'm a jaded Anaheim sports fan. Them playing the Canucks is like... It's funny because I'm only like half kidding. (laughs) The 
the game tomorrow against the Canucks is giving real angels versus uh like fuck who who's a good who's a good example of this it's like a like when the Royals come in and we blow yeah them and it's we like, lose the series three games to one or whatever it's like the angels get swept by the royals in like mid-july and it's like well there goes there goes my hopes and dreams for this year garrett's garrett lays it on for chris chris clearly you haven't been around anaheim sports long enough if all goes to plan for an anaheim sports team our best players get hurt halfway through the year and we just make excuses as we spiral i I will say ladies and gentlemen the anaheim sports experience thank you very much (laughs) I will say since Garrett mentions that in the chat, I liked last year or I liked last night how after Stolarz made the incredible glove save right before he gave up the hat trick goal, he was like, put that man at third base when Rendon's hurt next year. <laughs> and, then, and then it was my favorite video. Well, you just knew that was going to happen. <laughs> Uh, well what i was gonna say before we transitioned was uh so do we see the like Derek grant like five point night tomorrow now that he's the the only like vancouver native since sam Steele isn't around to have his like one good game of the year uh his one his one good game every fourth fortnight yeah and it'll get (laughs) it'll get him uh top line minutes for the next three yeah so so we're either getting blown out five to nothing or Derek grants getting a hat trick and seven assists tomorrow we'll get we'll get mctavish on the fourth line wing with grant playing center that's what that's what we'll get yeah (laughs) now that i I just spoke that into existence so good going god help me chris if that actually happens tomorrow can you can you can you like clip this part of the stream oh for sure and quote the line with it oh yeah i'll be all over it <laughs> well, transitioning to stuff around the league, we had the first game at the Mullet Arena on Mullet. Saturday. That was uh it was enjoyable. Or no, it was on Friday. Was it Saturday? Fuck. Friday. I don't remember. It's Friday. Um yeah, because I watched it. That's right. Mm. Um he had kind of a weird first game. The goal horn wasn't working. Uh, so every time the Coyotes scored, it just was kind of quiet and just had the music playing. But <laughs> it was for the environment that they were in. The broadcast did a really good job of trying to kind of show what the arena is about, what the plan's going to be going forward with the Coyotes. Um, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed kind of where they had uh, Butchergrass set up for the game because he's at like at least where the booth is uh, when they do those games, like they're sitting at the top of a section essentially at center ice. And I felt that was really cool because, you know, they're super close to the action. So it's not really like you can make a mistake. Like you, you would be at a high vantage point because you could see everything. Yeah. Um, I mean, having everybody run around with mullets, the fake mullets was cool. <laughs> um they weren't lying about the boards being very bouncy. It seemed yeah. like it seems like teams are gonna probably figure out more or less from watching like tape and like practicing that like you can start doing trick plays and stuff off of that. Because uh, mm-hmm. it seemed like every time the Coyotes were getting the puck, they were dumping it behind Riddick. And granted, 
Riddick's a very sporadic and erratic goalie that just is kind of all over the place at all times. Um, So it's kind of hard to have him as the first goalie that's going up against, you know, I wouldn't so much say a strategy, but like it seemed like the coyote players were taking the puck and like dumping it at not so much an angle behind the net, but they were trying to get it as close to like the post as they could. So when it was bouncing back out, he was either having to like tuck his gear in or he was having to like be behind the net to stop it. Yeah. And I feel like teams are going to take advantage of that once the the book's kind of out on like, oh, you can bank it off a certain point of the, you know, the, the board, the stanchion. Uh, they're talking about how the, the Zam doors probably aren't going to be as bouncy as the rest of the rink because they don't want, well, pucks naturally will get stuck there, but like they don't want it to like carry them out and, you know, turn into a giant fucking rebound for somebody just out of nowhere. Uh, but it was it was a fun game to watch. Um, mm-hmm. I hope we updated you properly while you guys were in Buffalo. I know <laughs> I know Jenny. It seemed like Jenny was watching the the game too. Yeah, she was she was able to watch some of it. Um, I didn't get to see it. I watched the highlights and everything, just because I wanted to hear, uh, you know, hear all the the sounds from the game and just. How I was I was worried about the the camera angle. And I didn't know if it was going to be like if we were going to feel too close to the ice, but um, it looked like a normal looked like a normal broadcast. It looked completely fine, like it was just in a normal NHL arena. So I I I enjoyed it just from the highlights of it and stuff, and it seemed like it was a really good time. Yeah, it didn't look too bad. Um, it definitely was a lot more quiet, but it is mm-hmm. a smaller venue, so I'm not expecting it to be super loud. Uh, but it yeah. was cool seeing it packed out. Um. A lot of people were talking about all of the you had like Greg Wyshynski and guys like that that were counting all of the random jerseys you saw. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um they kept panning to like this one group of guys that you could I think they were in the student section, but it was like one guy was wearing a Red Wings jersey, one guy was wearing a Thrasher's jersey, like just random <laughs> shit all over the place. Yeah. But yeah, but, it's too bad they couldn't win that game, but um yeah, it seemed it seemed fun. I'm 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 excited to hopefully get to a game there soon. It sucks that I was out of town because the uh, the PHNX Coyotes podcast was having a watch party um, at the uh, Four Peaks, and uh, they had like a I guess they had like a huge screen and everything, and that would have been cool to be part of if I you know if you can't get to the game. I know they're going to be doing more of those, so I'll be looking out for those. But you know if you can't get to a game there, it'll be it'll be cool to go to these watch parties and kind of you know, get your own little atmosphere from it. Yeah. And I think it was Blake Wheeler after the game that said that all the people that were, were given the coyote shit and saying that it wouldn't work and the arena, you know, is a disgrace or whatever. He's like, it, it's fine. Like it has mm-hmm. the best ice in the league right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, yep. It's cool to see guys from around the league that are sticking up for it. I mean, they played, uh, not so much like a, a hype package before the game started, but they did a, a thing from media day where they asked some players from around the league, like what they thought the environment would be like. And they got, I mean, they got guys that played in college, like Zegers was on there and, mm-hmm. you know, all the guys are like, it's going to be an environment that people aren't used to, but if you get the right people to go, it's going to work. And yeah. so far, you know, two, two games in, 
two or three home games in, I think. Uh, they've played three, I think. Because they played New York the other night, right? They've played two, yeah. Nope, three. Yeah, Jets, and then they played the Rangers and lost. They just got their first win at the mullet last night against the Panthers. Yeah. So, like, the fact that, you know, they're three games in and it's looking like that right crowd is there, mm-hmm. like, it, it's... It's cool to see. Um, yeah. I know, you know, we we always try and stick up for the Coyotes, not just because you and Jenny, you know, that's your hometown team, but like, it is cool to see that they're making the best of the situation, and it doesn't seem like the controversy that everybody's bringing up of oh, this is a disgrace. Is mm-hmm. I mean, not that it had validity to start with, but you know. Yeah, I mean this stuff happens. You know, it's happened in other leagues. They say you know the leagues are uh, the leagues a joke for allowing this, but it's like it's it's happened in other, not even just in other leagues, but this has happened in the NHL years and years ago. This stuff has happened where teams have had to play in weird venues and and all that. And I know, um, let's see, someone in the chat was saying that the uh, Coyotes dressing room looks worse than a beer league dressing room but it was just temporary though wasn't it it's temporary just for like two games yeah four four it's um it's just for tomorrow like tomorrow's the last game they play the stars tomorrow here and then they're uh you know they're back on the road for a little bit and then their whole annex thing that they were building the the dressing rooms is going to be like a lot bigger and a lot nicer that they were building onto the asu arena should be done by the time they return home so it'll all be normal stuff. It was just, you know, I just, I feel like there's a lot of people for some reason that just don't know what the word temporary means. Um, you know, it's the same thing with the mole arena in itself. Like it's a lot of people are acting like the coyotes are going to be there forever, you know, and it's, that's not the case. I mean, yeah, it's going to be probably a handful of seasons, but I mean, they're not going to be there for 20 years, 30 years. They're, you know, the league didn't come up and be like, Hey, we, we're moving forward with the coyotes playing here for the rest of their existence. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a temporary thing. There's literally nowhere else they could play right now. Like people bring up all these other cities, but they are not prepared to host an NHL team right now. And that, I mean, a little research goes a long way. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say, but I'm glad, I'm glad that it's, it's, it's worked out so far. It's, it's looked like it's a lot of fun and seems like the fans that are there having a, having a blast and, even Matthew Kachuk, uh, the Panthers were there last night, and he said that he enjoyed it a lot. I wish I should have had the quote up, but I just read it earlier today that he he really enjoyed playing there, and he um, he brought up the fact that it he felt like Mullet Arena was more electric than when they had to play the Coyotes out in Glendale, and he said that he really feels like this could work um as they long put as it in the right in place the, yeah you put it in the right place because he said you know his dad played for the coyotes when they were the phoenix coyotes they played downtown phoenix where the the sun's arena is um they played at that arena and it was packed and it was loud and it was crazy so yeah like matthew kachuk said if you put it in the right spot it'll work out and hopefully that's where this is headed so i'm glad to see it's 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 doing well so far well you got to tell us all about buffalo because you were sending us pictures you were showing us all the all the food and it helps that the last night you're there tage thompson has a six point night oh scores a hat trick 
Yeah, I'm just I'm glad that they won. Uh, you know, me and Jenny went to three games. We went to the game on Thursday against Canadians. They lost three to two. Um, I thought the Sabres could have easily won that game. They had like 44 shots or something, but apparently Montembeau for the Canadians just decided to be the best goalie there is. Um, so they lost that one 3-2, but then I went Saturday against the Blackhawks. My whole family went, and um, that was a lot of fun. We uh, we pretty much had like almost two rows, um, and it was just like my, my uncle just kept buying me beer. I was... I had one Labatt Blue, like a tall boy, and I was already like gone. I'm like, okay, I know I don't drink a lot, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> and um, I thought it was just me, but apparently he was feeling it too. So we had to go down first intermission to get food. And it was funny because he was he was going down the stairs just gripping that, <laughs> gripping the railing, dude. I thought we were going <laughs> to go flying down the stairs, but that was a fun game. They beat the Blackhawks. It didn't, it didn't look like it was going to end well because I think they were down – I think the Sabres were down 3-1 going into the third period. And then they just ended up tying it and uh, went to overtime and was making fun of my that same uncle because he had to go to the bathroom. And uh, he went to the bathroom during overtime and he missed the game-winning goal. Oh, shit. So that was funny. But that was that was a really fun game. And the crowd was so crazy. Um, and for it not to be sellouts, you know, like none of the games I went to, they were they weren't sold out or anything, but they were – the fans that are there, they're just loud and they're into it. And just the atmosphere at Sabres games is just everything I remember from when I was younger. And um, it was really nice. And then, yeah, like you said, uh, the last game I went to, it was, it was nuts. Um, it didn't, it, at first it did not seem like it was going to be as high scoring, <laughs> And then Tage Thompson just went absolutely crazy. He got a hat trick. Jeff Skinner got his 300th goal. You know, Tage Thompson ended up getting six points. I think he was like second on some list with all these other like Sabres greats for yeah. points in the first like, 10 games or something. Um, yeah, he's having a great, great season so far. I mean, um, he had that goal tonight against the Penguins that was just oh absolutely God. fucking ridiculous. But then again, yeah, talk about bad, bad goaltending. I think they showed like <laughs> pictures of Casey DeSmith on two of the goals tonight, and he was yeah. like nowhere near the net. And like the guy Jesus. with the puck, he's not even facing. <laughs> so like <laughs> Yeah, that that one uh that Olafson goal was just ridiculous. <laughs> like the puck was on its way to Olafson. I'm like, I already knew it was going in. Like it wasn't even there yet, but the net was so wide open. It's like, what is happening? Yeah. But yeah, that Sabres game tonight too. Of course, I, of course, they do the reverse retro the game literally after I leave town. But whatever, <laughs> I don't have to get into that. But um, yeah, I'm glad they won again tonight against the Penguins. That was an elite uniform matchup, man. That was that uh, was really the ro- cool. The Robo Pen uniforms looked really yeah. good. Mm-hmm. The yellow, the yellow being the current yellow is going to take some getting used to, but it, yeah. it's a really solid uniform so far. Yeah, it's it. Oh, it's so nice. And the Sabres, the only the white pants were a little weird. Um, The blue helmet's a little odd. I feel like a white helmet would have been a little much. But yeah. you could have maybe done like a white helmet and then like more blue gloves like just with hints of white um because didn't they do white helmets when they did the uh the 50th 
anniversary jerseys those navy like the navy and gold ones or were they wearing navy hmm. helmets for that oh man i can't remember those ones i remember the jersey i can't remember the helmets though i'll, I'll look it up because i it, think they wore i think they wore white with their re- reverse retro last year didn't they with the the puck and the swords yeah they they wore white helmets with those 50th jerseys okay But I don't know. I, I feel like uh, the blue the blue helmet will take a little getting used to, but it looked okay. I, yeah. I mean, the whole the rest of the uniform looked really really good. <laughs> yeah, and um, I just can't believe how fun the Sabers are right now. Like it's crazy, dude. Um, I loved the crowd for that eight three win against the Red Wings. Like they just completely destroyed them, and like. It was the smallest crowd for them of the year, which which sucked to see. But I mean, at the same time, they still had a lot of fun, and they were they were super loud. But when they when the Sabers got to seven goals, the whole arena was chanting like they were counting up to seven and then chanting that we want eight. And then literally <laughs> like a minute later, they got the eighth goal, and it was just it was a it just erupted in there. It was crazy. And then when we were leaving, you know, as we were uh, coming down from the three hundred level, going down, they have like two escalators you go down to get to the the exit and everything and just all the way down from the very top everyone's doing like the buffalo bills chant you know like that that hey mm-hmm. yeah that chant just throughout the entire arena it was just, it felt like a playoff win it was crazy but that was a lot of fun that was probably the the most fun i've had at a sabers game in a long time and it's it's nice to see them playing some good hockey, hockey. I, yeah <laughs> I, I i know i know it's only 10 games in but they're they're seven and three you know, their first 10 games in, that's, that's cool. I mean, even if they, I mean, they're going to, they're not going to play like this all year. I mean, no team really does that, but it'd be nice to see them continue playing somewhat decent and maybe, maybe sniffing the playoffs. I don't know. That'd be kind of cool. But did you like the, um, did you like the picture of the pizza logs? The pizza logs made me shed a tear for anchor bar. <laughs> Did you like my picture of the anchor bar in the goddamn airport? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, I was going to tell you, we got this. uh, There's like a newer pizza place in uh, Buffalo called uh, Macy's Place. Mm -hmm. And we got this pizza called the Walter White Pizza. It's cool that they'd put meth on top of it. (laughs) (laughs) It had like sausage (laughs) on it and like. Uh, ricotta cheese spinach i think was on there too a little bit of spinach it was really good though really really good what ingredient do you think was the the breaking bad reference is it the cheese maybe the ricotta yeah maybe it seems like good on pizza it was so good though dude my god it was nice to have like a real slice of pizza again Well, before we run any longer, I think we should uh, get to the Jizzard Dries Dussy topic of the week. And they uh, they ask us this week, oh boy. when do we see a shift in the goaltending that opens the window for Lukas, Lukas Dostal to be an NHL regular? I think I think this comes. I think it'll come next year. I think next mm-hmm. year. I mean, I'm not I'm not sure who it's going to be, but I think one of next the next year one of uh, Gibson or Stolars are probably going to be on the out. Um, and then it's going to make way for, I think, uh, 
I think Lucas Doss will officially be in the backup. And then, you know, that'll start his his slow transition into being uh, our future, our future number one little uh, little darling in goal. So um, our little darling. Our little darling. Yes. <laughs> um yeah, so that's that would be my guess is that is coming next year. Um I'm sure I'm sure, you know, there will be injuries this year to give her you give you stolars and I'm sure we'll see him a couple times this year. Um, but I think I think I think he comes in next year. Yeah. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah. I I feel like next season he's probably gonna be the backup goalie. And then he'll uh he'll fight for the spot to be the stata. And I think he'll mm-hmm. he'll, he'll end up getting it. Yeah. I mean, speaking of Dostal, can we talk about the fucking hockey writers article that was saying we should trade him and Adam Henrique for Alec Martinez? And like, oh, a, even, and like even... a third round pick or some oh, bullshit yeah, yeah, yeah. like that. I didn't even read that. <laughs> it it was literally like if if you went on like NHL and just turned off like GM says no to trades or whatever, because it was yeah. just like well, they should trade this good player for this guy that's kind of okay. Like reading all of those trades gave me flashbacks to like my cousin, like my older cousin telling me that, you know, like Magikarp was a good Pokemon and I should trade him my Mewtwo <laughs> for it. It, it just was, it was funny because it's like, yes, we're going to give up a 22 year old goalie for a 35 year old defenseman that almost didn't play a full season because he was hurt. Yeah, that makes complete fucking sense. But yeah, it it reminds me of uh, Connor trying to trade with me in fantasy football. Hey, you accept them. (laughs) (laughs) I needed help this year with some with that first one that you sent me because I'm like, I don't know if this is a legit trade or not. (laughs) Look like a complete idiot, but whatever. My team is five and three. So what was the one? Someone sent one uh, in our hockey one, right? Where it was like McDavid for some random player. Or am I just imagining this? No, I, I mean, remember. It was, just, it was just it was just a troll, though, wasn't it? Oh well, yeah, but it was like McDavid for fuck. Who was it? And it was just like I, I think you said like this is this is fair. <laughs> this is fair. Please accept. Yeah. Oh, God damn it. It's going to bother me. I can't remember. Yeah. Like, phone's fucking blowing up. Jesus Christ. Well, getting into our other topic of the week from Hockey365, he asks us, in your day-to-day hockey watching, how little or how often do you find yourself looking for or using advanced analytics? I'll start us off and say I tried to learn the differences and what the little stats mean, but I don't have the brain power to remember all of it. So I clearly don't either. I've tried so hard over the last couple of years and like, I'll see some of it. I I don't really look for it like during games or after games. I just, I follow a decent amount of like different hockey fans and writers on Twitter. So I see it anyway, even if I'm not looking (laughs) and, uh, um, I'll understand some of it. Like some of it's pretty easy. Like, oh, if if their numbers are in green, that's good. And if it's red, that's <laughs> bad. Um, if it's in yellow, that means they're kind of in the middle and they're okay. That's like they're okay. 
but there are some things that I'm just staring at for like 10 minutes. I'm like, what the hell am I even looking at? Like, is this good? Is this bad? Who do I ask? (laughs) I like when they have labels on them to tell me if it's good or bad, because then I don't have to do that deciphering where I'm just like, oh, the ducks plot is like very bad getting caved in. Perfect. It matches what I'm watching. (laughs) Yeah. This makes sense. Some of these words. Mine's more like I'll watch the whole game or, you know, and then like afterwards of the next day, like I'll look for the advanced stats and be like, oh, like did that match the eye test kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know, and then yeah. kind of like, you know, adjust maybe what I think based off that, you know, so I'd, I'd say it's maybe like 50, 50. Yeah. And that's, that's why sometimes, well, not sometimes, but that's a big reason why I like a little shout out to crash the pond here. I like listening to them because they're very good with all that stuff. All the advanced stats. I I feel like I can just like go in there and listen to them talk about it and be like, okay, I understand. But you asked me five minutes later, I'm going to forget already. But like, (laughs) (laughs) it's nice. It's nice how like educated they are in that aspect. So it's, it it makes it a lot easier if you just kind of, if you're listening to someone talk about it instead of reading it yourself, you know? Yeah, because mm. sometimes sometimes the words and intricacies of it just don't make sense, and <laughs> I'm not ashamed to say that my my little caveman brain sometimes just <laughs> sees some of those words, and the the hamster is spinning on the wheel, but the hamster is dead. Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> I think yeah, my biggest that's... thing though with analytics is it's not so much that I feel like there has to be like they can coexist like you can watch a game and you can also take away from it like analytically and see yeah does like Connor said does it match what I watched but yeah. I think there's some times where I just will kind of I don't know I, I won't say ignore it but I think it's especially easy to say with how the Ducks have been the past couple seasons, it's easy to be like, well, I don't want to hear that it was still a good game, even though they lost because yeah, that fan, the the fan inside me wants to be like, well, fuck, they lost. That's not <laughs> like, it doesn't mean anything. They lost. But yeah, I can understand. I, like we kind of talked about it earlier, like the, the Tampa Bay game, they lost, but it also was one of their better games as a team. Yeah. on the season so it's like you can't really be upset with the result when you notice that like they're at least doing some of those things right that are mm-hmm. proving that they're doing better or you know good things on the ice yeah and uh, it's weird how a lot of hockey fans feel like it's either you have it's either you watch the game or you look at analytics like you said how they can coexist a lot of people don't feel that way for some reason like you can enjoy both things like yeah you have your eye test but i mean it is nice to see things backed up with certain numbers and it's not like people are just throwing out random numbers it's <laughs> analytics yeah, it's, come from it's actual what's data actually happening it comes yeah, from yeah. somewhere you know it's yeah, like <laughs> it's i mean yeah, like you said, they can they can coexist. I like both. Even if I don't understand analytics 100%, I still get the gist of a decent amount of it. And I, I do like reading up on it. And I, I try to educate myself on it. But sometimes, sometimes it's, just, it's just, it's not working, no matter how hard I try. But opposite analytics or gaslighting. <laughs> <laughs> 
do you feel your you go out of the way to look at this stuff lou because i know mm. you you tend to be the one out of the the four of us that tends to keep up the hope yeah you you yeah. look the squiggly lines yeah occasionally i do yeah i just mostly get my stuff from crest upon do you understand it like well enough to i understand like expected goals and yeah stuff like that but some of it's still confusing numbers numbers are confusing this is why <laughs> i was bad at math as a kid i took algebra all four years in high school so we're in the same boat lou yeah i had to do geometry twice yeah but we've said it before and we'll say it again we are in fact the vibe over analytic podcast so all vibes baby well we'll get into our listener questions of the week um oh no (laughs) (laughs) we'll start with sarah first uh she asks if we are excited no no no. we're we're skipping sarah's (laughs) (laughs) she asks if we are excited for the first episode of the jizzard podcast next week no if it's opposite day and excited means mortified, then yes. <laughs> I'm excited I'm a, because yeah. it's just going to be chaotic. It's next. It's yeah. coming next week, right? An hour before us, I heard. Is there a stream or is it just go live? <laughs> I, have no, I have no information on and this, but I have no I'm, I'm excited for it to pop up on my timeline at some point. Should be fun. They're, they're, they're a crazy bunch. So. Savannah's in the sky. Savannah, are you guys streaming it? Like what? Like, have you figured this out yet? She says, "Who knows?" Well, because I know, I know. You... <laughs> yeah, I'm excited though. Should be, should be fun. I'm, I'm just, I'd like to see where the conversations go. I just think Garrett, it's gonna be Garrett, chaos. Are... So I guess we'll we'll answer Garrett's back to back here because he does. He wants us to. says do i have the worst fandoms in sports he's a saints pelicans angels and ducks fan pelicans Uh, wow mm. i feel like you got at least two decent teams to cheer for so the saints aren't that bad are they i don't know they beat the fucking raiders the other day i'll tell you that great right now (laughs) used to be good Pelicans are on the come up. I mean, Pelicans, huh? it could be worse, Garrett. Garrett, it's not ideal. At least the at Ducks the are going to be day, decent. You could be Scott. I'll just say that. <laughs> you could be a fan of all Buffalo teams that know nothing but pain. So, Speaking from experience. You'd be a Raider fan. <laughs> Be a Raider fan. Yeah, he said it. I could be a, dis- a Detroit sport team fan. <laughs> Scott, Scott Pack. <laughs> but Garrett also asked us last night: Are the Ducks the best overtime team in history? And boy, do we have some history to catch you up on, Garrett. Because <laughs> when I started watching again, they were terrible at overtime. Jesus, I think when I think when they first introduced the three on three overtime, I 
I want to say the Ducks, after like the first two or three seasons of it, were the worst team in the entire league. Yeah, like the it worst was, record. It was like literally every time it went to overtime, I was like, oh, we're every time. Like, this isn't going to a shootout. They're like, we're losing. <laughs> yeah. And that was for, for like some a three four year stretch. Like, yeah. Ooh, ooh. It Just took it took this team at least a full season, season and a half, maybe, to understand three on three overtime and like how to play it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it just it it felt like every time it just kept getting worse and worse. It was like the good players were out there. Yeah. Like the right people were out on the ice, but they just never could do anything. Yeah. It's like the whole man on man thing was just they just couldn't do it. Like they I don't know. Like it just almost all the three on three games, the overtimes ended with like the opposing team on a two on oh. <laughs> it's well, like, okay. It was, it was usually coming from a Getzloff no look drop pass to nobody. Honestly, yeah, I was gonna bring that up. The one that I remember the the most that still pains me, and I, I remember it because it was against the coyotes and Jenny brings it up. Um I Getzloff, I like it literally just Mikhail started Bodner. Uh Bodker. Bodker, that's right. Bodker. Yeah, I think it was Bodker. Yeah, um, uh, the puck just dropped for overtime, and Getzloff had it. Did a weird behind the back pass, and we were probably ten seconds in, and there goes Bodker on a breakaway, wins the game. Like I still remember that, and it's just that happened way too much in in overtime when you know three on three first started. So. Well, because we far always, from the best. We'd always start with like it would be like Getzloff, Raquel, or like yeah. some random winger and like Fowler or Lindholm on the ice. Yeah. And one of like one of the defensemen would get off. And for whatever reason, it, it seemed like it was always like Manson or Fowler was on the ice. And yep. they just were like completely <laughs> shocked by a drop pass to them because like yep. they just w- wouldn't react to it and then like you said you know it just kind of be there and the other team's like okay well, we're just gonna take this if you guys aren't yep. gonna <laughs> if you guys aren't gonna do anything with it okay thanks like you know i think it was against the knights um this was pretty recent um against vegas overtime just started puck dropped one of our defensemen can't remember who it was first name that comes to mind is lindholm but like he kind of jumps um, like he takes a he takes a stride towards the faceoff circle when the puck drops. Like he wants to jump on it, grab the puck, almost like he felt like he could win the puck. Yeah, uh, off the faceoff and just take off into the offensive zone. He jumped. They lost the faceoff, or they won it, and he missed the puck or something, and it just sent the Knights on a breakaway. And I think they won it like fifteen to twenty seconds or something. In a, no, it's probably shorter than that. It's probably like eight seconds in overtime. Knights won it. Like it was, it was just embarrassing. <laughs> so to answer your question, Garrett, recently, yes, they're the gods of OT, but the history of it, um, history says otherwise. Yeah, history was a little, was a little rough. He says, "I like how this question was intended to lighten the mood. Now I have you guys in a <laughs> depressive state." <laughs> yeah, it totally went the other way. See, Garrett's a, Garrett's a real Anaheim sports fan. He knows that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, our next one comes from Brian on Twitter, and he asks us, "This one, will, this one's a one for you, Lou. You'll love this one." Oh boy, will I? Is the tank that? is the tank for Bedard a reality this year? Nope. 
Is that because you don't want to accept it, or you just no? Don't because I don't know. think they're going to be bad enough to tank to get them. They're going to be probably in the high fives. High five? What? What? The the I don't know the. <laughs> I don't know, man. The top five? Who are we high fiving? I <laughs> unless unless I, I I lost I lost where I was going. <laughs> I know oh, I know man. we joke and troll about Bedard. I'd be I'd be shocked if we're if we're uh, you know bad enough to have top three four odds. You know I think I yeah. think realistically I think we're maybe you know somewhere yeah, between. What was I gonna say? Some, I think realistically, we're maybe between somewhere like six or 12. Yeah, that's probably where I'd put us right now. Um, and where we'll finish the season somewhere in there, but yeah, um, yeah, I don't think it's, I don't think getting Bedard is fully out of the equation. I do think, you know, I mean, hey, we've seen seasons go to shit before, and Drysdale potentially being out for the rest of the year certainly doesn't, doesn't help. help. <laughs> um, so <laughs> we'll see what else happens next, but yeah, you know. But yeah, like hey man, we said, just buckle um, up and whatever started. happens, happens. If we if, if we go up, cool. If we go down, cool. Like I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, like what we said before the season started, where they're not gonna be a good team, but uh, none of us really thought or could see them being like bottom three, bottom two, or even the worst team in the league when you got like teams like the Coyotes and, and Blackhawks and Sharks. And even though the Blackhawks have actually they started off. They started off pretty well. Weren't they like on a four game, five game win streak or something until recently? Some so. shit like that. Yeah. I mean, every team that we were like, oh, yeah, they're going to be fucking terrible started off yeah. better than us. And it's just yeah, like, Philly. well, <laughs> Philly. I mean, three weeks in a row, I said, well, at least we're not Vancouver. And then Vancouver actually won two games. And it's like, well, yep. there goes that. <laughs> now we play them tomorrow and we'll get embarrassed. I like that. I just got a notification from fucking YouTube to watch the Jacob Silverberg Jacob Silverberg own goal from last night. Like beautiful, cool. Thanks, Thank thanks, Sportsnet. I I want to watch that again. That was a snipe. I mean, no, it was it was a very that, nice that was, shot. It was, it was a nice shot. <laughs> well, our last two tonight. We'll uh, we'll we'll save Stevens for last because I feel this will will spark a good discussion. But uh, Patrick uh, or uh, New Era Ducks on Twitter and in the Discord, season both. Uh, he said, do you like what the Sabres did with their full reverse retro kit, the white pants, gloves, and then the blue helmets? And he said, are you worried about the Ducks reverse retros with the orange pants? No, because it's a different situation because the Ducks orange pants are not the same base color as the, as the jersey. And you're also asking the wrong person about are you <laughs> worried guy, about orange pants what's the guy I, what's the guy in the sabers hat and the big orange ducks flag behind him gonna say to <laughs> <I have no laughs> idea. what's gonna come out of <laughs> no but um i don't one thing about the sabers uh reverse retro i said it earlier is i don't really care for the white pants um maybe that's why they won tonight they just blended in with the ice penguins couldn't see him that was that was the issue yeah. Um, I'd be I'd be more concerned if we didn't if it hadn't been confirmed yet that we are not wearing orange helmets, but we are not 
So it is confirmed yeah. that we it's just white jersey, orange pants, white socks, white helmet, a normal road look, not the weird inverse that the sabers are doing where it's like white yeah. white white color helmet like no it looks weird yeah 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 that, that, that's my only issue with the sabers uh reverse retros the white pants but the ducks i'm excited to see just because i mean i love orange pants dude like i was i couldn't stop staring last season in the nfl with the browns the browns came out with the orange pants and every yeah, sunday yeah, yeah. they wore them i had to like remind you guys and i'm sure you already knew that they were wearing them but I had to remind you guys that the Browns are wearing orange pants. <laughs> They're just beautiful. I, I love it. It looks so nice. So I'm excited to see what it looks like with the Ducks uh, reverse retro. What it looks like in action. I'm glad that there's just hints of orange in the gloves. Because if we got all orange gloves somehow, I'm pretty sure they would just throw everything off. Oh, but, they're all white? Yeah. No, the, it looks like they're wearing just black with some orange Okay. Because, like, McTavish, I think it was one of the practice pitchers yesterday. He was wearing gloves with, like, an orange cuff instead of, like, an all-black with some orange in it, which Mm -hmm. seems to be the normal for a lot of Ducks uh, players. I like Savannah's idea. Orange skates, orange ice, orange gloves, orange sticks, and orange pucks. I mean, there are are orange sticks on the market, so just got to get everybody using the same ones. Mm Mm-hmm. Wonder if they'd ever change the color of the puck. No, no, <laughs> no. You know, a lot of people that are getting into the game for the first time say it's hard to watch on TV because they can't follow the puck. So I wonder if they ever, you know, you never know. I mean, they what do, do make they put ads on jerseys. They do make black and orange, or they make blue and orange pucks, but that, that they do tends to be because the weight's a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Well, our last one is from Steven, and he asks, what is our most perfectly mediocre food? Never great, never terrible, just consistently edible and fine enough. Hmm. Anything on the Jack in the Box menu? That is <laughs> okay, a, whoa, that on. Is a is slight good, on Jack in the Box no, that I will not stand not, for. Yeah, what? It's just this out of left field, Jack Lou. Come on. Mm-hmm. yeah that you know what you just did that just got garrett really upset <laughs> if there's one person i know in this world that loves jack in the box more than they probably love their own wait what was the question maybe garrett. i heard the question wrong <laughs> he said garrett said not taking jack slander tonight <laughs> what, what, what was the question can you repeat the question What's the most perfectly mediocre food in your opinion? Oh no, Jack here's, my, here's, my, here's my conf, here's my confident answer. What was the question again? <laughs> Garrett says I'll attack you <laughs> violently if you come. No, 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 Jack in the Box is elite. I th- I thought it was it was a different question. I'm okay. Sorry. Uh, well, Johnny in the chat says he agrees with Lou. So, well, got two people hating Jack in the Box tonight. No, I like Jack in the Box. Wait, you just said you didn't like it. You I said I like it. Question. I misheard the question. I'm confused. Okay. There's so a lot going a new on. Answer? Johnny is banned? No, <laughs> <laughs> Sad. So do you have a different question or a different answer than Lou? Uh, I don't know. You go ahead and I'll think about it. Hmm. I feel like Taco Bell's the one for me. 
And I say this as someone who eats a lot of Taco Bell. It's just, just kind of gets you through. It's not anything (laughs) special, but I mean, when it's late and you're a little toasty, can't go wrong. (laughs) A little toasted, a little toasted. But it's Uh, like, it's like if you're feeling good, you go to Del Taco because that's, that's the high class. Yeah, it's Del Taco. Yeah, love me some Del Taco. Yeah, it's fine dining. For me, oh, <laughs> I might, I might be doing, I might be the lead tonight with what I'm about to say. This might piss some people off. Oh Jesus! A mediocre food. It's never amazing. It's never bad, but it's just always fine. For me, regular plain mashed potatoes. Hmm. They're never exciting for me. <laughs> never bad. I prefer seven days out of the week mashed sweet potato. Mashed I'm a big, sweet I'm, potato. I'm a big, uh, I'm a big, I'm a big sweet potato guy. If yeah, I was given a choice, I would agree. Great. Yeah, love sweet potato. I, I, a little I, I cinnamon. Will fuck up. I will fuck up anything sweet potato. Oh yeah, all the time. But just yeah, just regular mashed potatoes like like i'll eat them but like they're definitely like one of the least most exciting parts about thanksgiving dinner for me quick make a make a comparison to the behind of an animal i will not be doing that (laughs) um Um, wait are we getting hate for the for sweet sweet potatoes for for mashed sweet potatoes what is wrong with sweet potatoes? potatoes. Lena, Lena said potatoes, it reminds her. You understand sweet potatoes are very good for you. Yeah, and Lou made a weird face when I said I like cinnamon on mine. So I don't know what his deal is. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's do good. You not, do you not have sweet Lou, potatoes have you ever for had Thanksgiving dinner? Sweet potatoes fucking suck, bro. <laughs> no, Lou, I'm, I will be on your doorstep after we get off. Um, <laughs> oh, is that a promise? Uh, hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do I give do I give my big Thanksgiving take that I was teasing on Twitter? Christ. I mean, we're we're pushing an hour 45 right now. Oh, it's but... gonna be quick. We can end with it. It's gonna be quick. We no, can... uh, my mediocre is probably Canes, honestly. Canes is fucking just mediocre. I was gonna say turkey. But we just we can end with canes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my take was turkey is just dog shit and it should be eliminated from Thanksgiving. Why? Dinner. So my it's bad. It's dry. How? I don't care if you put gravy on it. I like gravy. No, it's just never good. Turkey is never good. You know what should happen? You probably go get it. You know what you know what should in. happen? You know what should happen? <laughs> Replace turkey and that gross ass ham on a Thanksgiving dinner with like ribs or tri-tip but keep okay. all the normal thanksgiving sides that mm-hmm. is an elite dinner right there folks that's what i want yeah I can, yeah fucking barbecue. yeah i'm not a big ham guy either ham's pretty what the pretty fuck lame. does skill issue mean <laughs> uh, i'm like fucking dying over here because i just read cook better maybe <laughs> no respect issue. for tradition around here garrett well, we're starting a new one skill <laughs> Skill issues killing me. I don't know why. I've never had a dry but... turkey in my life. <laughs> uh... Saying Connor can't cook. <laughs> I can cook just fine. If you guys want to come out, like, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll cook you guys up. 
something fierce. I'll come over. I'll come over for the stuffing. Want some Savannah, it's not, so. Savannah, it's not about not being able to cook a turkey. <laughs> it's not good at all on Thanksgiving or any. I just, day. I just like that Garrett says new traditions are tyrannical. These colors don't run, pal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ! Not good either. You guys like green bean casserole for Thanksgiving? No. What? I, I won't, I won't touch it. Oh. Just I won't touch stuffing. Very very bland with my my Thanksgiving I'm dinner more, plate. I'm more about the sides for sure than the turkey itself. I just I don't really care. Mashed mashed potatoes with gravy, stuffing. Mm-mm-mm. I make I make chicken tenders for Thanksgiving, <laughs> like homemade ones. I hate I hate turkey, and I say I want. <laughs> Place it with like ribs and tri-tip and like good stuff that like I enjoy cooking and that I can make really well. And Lou says I want chicken tenders instead. And you come at yeah. me, chicken tenders. Uh, What's wrong well, with chicken tenders? At least they're at least he like they're homemade. Wrong with chicken not... tenders, but I'm I'm just talking about in a. No. I think we should end there and end with Garrett. His last message in the chat saying Jesus Christ. All right, good night. <laughs> I'm, not being, I'm not being bullied. Yeah, by I do want some fingers on Thanksgiving. Thursday, so. I don't know why this makes me want some pierogi, but anyway, <laughs> pierogi's pierogi's fire. Yes, Jackerbox fingers right now sound hella good though. I'm probably gonna go get some Del Taco while I wait I for one in the box now. The episode to export. <laughs> Well, take us out, Chris. All right. Well, make sure you're following us everywhere at Late Arrivals Pod. We're on uh, Twitter. We're on Instagram. I think the regular fries are better than the curly fries. Lou, shut up. We're we're on everything. Go follow us. Uh, If you like our stuff, make sure you uh, leave us a rating and review um make fun of us if you want i don't care i like reading we like reading the reviews it's always fun so if you haven't yet make sure you leave us one and leave us a five-star rating all that stuff make sure you follow the hockey focus um they are also on instagram but uh their main thing is on twitter so follow them at the hockey focus and uh follow our good friend uh hockey daily 365 on Twitter, uh, he's he's his uh, followers have been going up a lot. Uh, he's at he's almost at 11k now, so that's cool. Everyone's following him. Keep interacting with his highlights. He's pumping out all the all the goal highlights. And they come out super. Uh, they come out super fast too. It's ridiculous. Super fast. Mm-hmm. Do you guys uh, do you guys want me to document my experience at the uh, at the Tampa Bay Lightning game on Saturday? What I'm yes. On the, mm-hmm. on the on the on the. Should I do it on my account or on the Late Arrivals account? Late Arrivals. Yeah, do it on the Late Arrivals account. Yeah. The Late Arrivals account on Twitter and the, the, Instagram. The Late Arrivals account. Listen to the Garrative. Smash the fucking like button. <laughs> Smash the like button at Late Arrivals Pod. Smash that like button. Leave a comment. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we should get Nasher to do a cameo for us. I've been saying this for like three months. Oh, yeah. have you? Well, Heather and Savannah, my haters, are my biggest motivators. So thank you for <laughs> giving me a purpose to live every day. <laughs> uh, good night, everyone. 
leave us a rating and love us. Bye.